New South Wales finds itself in lockdown again. And once again, rugby league is played in front of zero crowds. For some clubs over the weekend, though, that was the best news they could have had, as they didn't have to let their paying faithful put up with seeing them play at schoolboy level. Today on In League with the NRL, we'll have the weekend wrap of a somewhat amazing weekend of league. Before we go into today's talking point, which examines how much longer the NRL can survive with the current pandemic of matches that are so lopsided that viewers are walking out and turning off well before the 80 minutes is up. Questions to be asked and answers that you may or may not agree with. All coming up on today's episode of Thoughts from the Metal Cavern. Here is the weekly wrap-up. Well, it's been one of those rounds, really, where it's either the gold or the duck eggs because, <laughs> honestly, some of these scores this weekend is just ridiculous. And uh, it's interesting that I this podcast, this particular part of my podcast, the NRL section, has been called the most ludicrously biased NRL podcast in the entire universe. Well, let's see if I can change that with this first report on the game between the Storm and the Roosters. goodness 46 nil um and then look at the other blowouts from this weekend i mean i could laugh at those too but i certainly wanted to laugh at that one the seagulls massacred the bulldogs 66 nil and that you only had to listen to trent barrett in his press conference at the end to see how (laughs) desperately uh out of clues and out of ideas he is at the moment and he's not being helped by his players who do COVID breaches and do the wrong thing. He gets suspended for no reason. Uh, he's having a tough time. Maybe next year will be better for him. And then down there at Canberra, the Raiders are just an absolute schmozzle at the moment, losing to the Titans 44-6. Who would have predicted that? I don't care how bad the Raiders are going. Should they ever be defeated by the Titans at Canberra on a Saturday night when it's two degrees by 44-6? to Ricky's got massive problems down there. The Knights smashed the Cowboys. Again, who would have seen it? But the fact that they had their full guys back in there, they had Ponga back, they had Pierce back, they had Clemmer back, they had all the big guns back, and they started to play like the team that we sort of thought they might be doing at the start of the season. Is it too late for the Knights to make the semis yet? Mm, I don't know. Big troubles for the Cowboys, though. Broncos got up and beat the Sharks. Can you believe it? The Broncos won a game and looked like a football team. Maybe their problem are there problems behind them? Is it all it took was it to get signed Ben Iken to run football up there to get them to get going? 
Or maybe it's just a one-off thing. The Sharks bubble had to burst sooner or later because they had just been going far too long for so many wins. The two Friday night games were separated by a point each, but uh, they were completely different games. Uh, The Panthers beat the Eels 13-12 in the clash between second and third. And this was a terrific game. Uh, The Panthers, without Nathan Cleary, uh, got over the line, were probably the better team and deserved to win the game. Uh, Parramatta had their chances, including a terrible penalty at the end of the game, which gave Moses a chance to kick a goal to win the game, and that would have been cruel, to be honest. Um, Panthers deserved to win that game. I think the positives for the Earls were that they stuck with them the whole game and showed that they can stick with the Panthers uh, so that if they meet them again in the finals time, then they uh, know there's still a chance of beating them on their day. The other game between the Warriors and the Dragons was one of the worst displays of skills in a game of rugby league I can remember. Somehow the Warriors led this 18-6 with nine minutes to go and in the last nine minutes, the Dragons scored three tries. Corey Norman missed three shots at goal, all from the sideline, but missed all three of them. The Dragons dropped the ball, I reckon, at least eight times. It's just that the Warriors dropped it 11 times. And so then they went to Golden Point, and then we saw two shocking attempts at field goal from uh, Chad Townsend, who's having a little holiday with the Warriors before he moves to North Queensland next year. And then Corey Norman and and Ben Hunt, I think, had about three shots at field goal before Corey Norman finally got one over to win the game. So one game on Friday was an absolute beauty, separated by a point. The other game was, there's no way in the world either team deserved to win that. And, and in fact, you know what? Watching the Dragons celebrate in the dressing rooms after it as if they had won the grand final, I sort of thought to myself, I don't think the coach is going to let them off that easy when they have to watch the video again on Monday. And now, here's this week's Talking Point. There are always going to be seasons where the top teams tend to dominate the lower teams and dominate to the point where scores blow out. Um, But this round, we've had four blowouts in one round, and that is not the norm. And for other reasons, apart from the fact that these blowouts are exceedingly high, this all came to me, I suppose, back as far back as round 11, which was the round after Magic Round, when the Panthers put on 50 points against Souths in an absolute demolition out there at Dubbo. Now, at the time, you sort of thought, well, this is just a great performance by the Panthers and the Souths team were off. And to a certain point, that's true. But it was mentioned at the time in commentary that no team who had had 50 points scored against them had ever won the Premiership. Well, that bad news for Souths. But then a couple of weeks later, they had it done to them again, this time by Melbourne, who also put 50 points on them. And yet... South Sydney are comfortably in the top four teams of the Premiership. So two weeks ago, before the Origin uh, stopover, we had three games which were complete blowouts. We had the Rabbitohs 46-0 over the Broncos. We have the Storm 66-16 over the Tigers. And then we had the Titans leading over Manly at 24-8 at halftime, but then had 48 points scored on them in the second half without being able to reply to it. 
to end up losing 56 to 24. And then we have this week's round. And as we've already had a laugh about, the Storm beat the Roosters 46 nil. The Seagulls beat the Bulldogs 66 to nil. The Titans beat the Raiders 44 to 6. And the Knights beat the Cowboys 38 to nil. So that's seven games in two weeks that have been over the top smashed, basically. So look, there's two things that can be looked at with this going on. Number one, the teams certainly let's say let's take this weekend, the teams that were beaten were not at full strength. And the teams that won were basically at full strength. Now, Canterbury had players out for COVID breaches and injuries and that kind of stuff. Uh, the Roosters are down five or six players at the moment who they would expect to have in their, their team. Canberra, as we know, are having trouble keeping players as well as keeping them on the park. And the Cowboys are just up and down as it turns out to be. So I think you can see from those results that if you have a full-strength team playing against a team that is not at full strength, then there is immediately problems in the current rugby league system. The other point is that it's obvious that the new rules for tackle restarts, for infringements in the ruck, and for offsides just allows teams to get a roll on, and that is increasingly hard to stop. It's not unusual at the moment to see teams put on four tries in a 10 or 15-minute period because of this. They just get on a roll, they get the ball, they force the team who has just let in a try to try and get up quickly to stop their momentum, which then gives them six more tackles. So that doesn't work. They can't hold them down in the tackles because then they get six more again. And they just keep dominating possession and rolling. It's almost like rugby league, roll, rugby union, sorry, rolling through to try after try after try. So if this was just the top teams against the lower teams, you would have a case to argue that perhaps the talent pool is, is too top-heavy at the moment, and that's not necessarily untrue, but it's it's that's not really where the problem lies. Um, that There might be a need to renegotiate the salary cap to help that or to introduce a draft even, uh, or find a way to stop the top teams from being able to entice talent to their clubs for reasons other than money, uh, or to start thinking about two divisions, which is what I've discussed and spoken about my support for in previous episodes. But this isn't just the top teams against the lower teams. Souths have had 50 put on them twice by the Storm and the Panthers, and yet they sit third on the ladder behind those two teams. The Roosters have lost to both of those teams as well, 46-0 and 38-12, and yet they are fifth on the ladder, equal fifth on the ladder. And the teams between 7th and 13th are separated by two wins. So that's very even competition there in the middle at the moment to try and find those last two semi-final positions. So it's not just the top two teams beating the bottom two teams by this amount. It's happening in the top two teams beating the third, fourth, fifth and sixth place teams by that amount. The question has to be asked is, can anything be done about this? As I've said, three of the eight games last week 
resulting in these huge scores. And then there was those four big scores this week in blowouts of massive proportions. And it doesn't look like it's a trend that's going to stop anytime soon. And the question that needs to be asked, if it continues to ascend this way, is how long is it before fans start to turn the TV off? Or is that already happening? Are fans just turning off the TV at halftime and going and watching something else or doing something else? And if they are, that's a massive problem for the NRL. They can't afford to have fans turning away from the game because of massive blowout scores and uncompetitive games. Anyway, just add this to the list of questions we can try and find answers to once we get to the end of the season. But what's happening next week? Let's take a look at next week's draw that I couldn't possibly get wrong, could I? (laughs) Gee whiz. Thursday night, Seagulls play the Raiders. Uh, Now, we won't have any Origin players playing because uh, that's the way it is with the split round heading our way. So the Seagulls will be without Cherry Evans and Trebojevic and the Raiders will be without Papali. Honestly, if if the Raiders win this game, you can shut Rugby League down after last weekend's results. You can shut it down or drug test everybody and find out how many bookmakers are in the ground. No way in the world they'll get close. On Friday night, the Rabbitohs play the Cowboys. You know what? It's exactly the same thing after this weekend. If the Rabbitohs lose to the Cowboys in this game, it's an absolute joke. Uh, Saturday, the Bulldogs play the Roosters. Uh, Both teams copped a bit of a touch-up on this weekend. But at the moment... It doesn't matter if the Roosters have only got their second 13. They should could play their third 13 at the moment, and they should be beating the Bulldogs. Uh, any team that loses 66 to nil one week, if they can win the next week, again, there is something wrong with the game. And on Sunday, the Sharks play the Warriors. The Sharks come off losing to Brisbane after a four-game winning streak. The Warriors lost the unlosable game against the Dragons. Far out, toss a freaking coin and then say, who cares in the long run? Terrible. Only four games for the weekend, next weekend, so the AFL get a free kick again, and any other sports that are on get a free kick. Yeah, NRL just uh, not really mixing it with them. I mean, none of those four games are enticing at all. Or they don't. You could quite easily just be like last weekend when there was no league on NRL on for the weekend and not watch, because none of those games are going to have people turning on their TVs or ducking into the ground, even if they can get crowds. Anyway, thank you for putting up with me again with my NRL podcast in league with the NRL. I hope you got something out of it. And if not, look, come back next week. Maybe I can do better then. Until then, toodaloo.